worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the annual SAR meeting opened today in a virtual format with opening addresses by President Ray Orb and Provincial Minister of Government Relations Don McMorris. Orb says this country needs a made-in-Canada solution to the COVID-19 vaccine program. He adds rural municipalities need more federal support for roads and rural broadband service. We have a feature on the new owner of the Pulse Crop Processing Plant in Kindersley. Farm groups are analyzing the draft proposal for federal carbon offset credits. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain, call one 800 324-7778. SARM President Ray Orb says this country needs a made-in-Canada solution to the COVID-19 pandemic. He calls the federal vaccine rollout confusing and disorganized. He says Canada desperately needs vaccines to be made and distributed from within the country. Our province has been struggling to access vaccine on a timely basis. And we feel that credit should be given to our Premier and to the province who had to develop a vaccine rollout strategy under markedly adverse conditions. We've been participating in regular weekly conference calls with government relations and are contributing through an immunization planning municipal advisory committee to help with the vaccine rollout. SARMA will also take on an important role to improve communications within the RMs to ensure that all rural residents are notified when local vaccine clinics are to be held. This is all precedent setting. Orb also stressed the need for more federal investment to improve rural broadband service. Where you live shouldn't determine the level of broadband you receive. And it's critical that we work together to solve this problem. Reliable broadband is an essential service. No one entity will solve this problem. And we look forward to continuing to work with all stakeholders to have equal access across the province. Orb announced SARM has signed a letter of support for ExploreNet Communications to apply for funding from the Universal Broadband Fund. Their plan has been laid out to the SARM board, and it is a plan that will begin the work to provide improved connectivity to the underserved areas of our province. This is a huge undertaking, and SARM is proud to be part of this. And though we are supporting ExploreNet, we are prepared to support all ISPs that ask for our help. After all, they're helping us. 
Orb says another SARM priority is developing a carbon offset program to reward farmers for greenhouse gas reductions. He also pointed to the need for Ottawa to provide better funding for rebuilding rural infrastructure. We have over 1,400 bridges for one thing, and unless we can acquire hundreds of millions of dollars to replace them, our transportation system in our province will soon be in jeopardy. After all, what good are roads if we don't have good bridges to travel over? Orb made his presentation at the SARM annual meeting this morning in a virtual format over the internet due to the coronavirus outbreak. The two-day meeting included a presentation by the Minister of Government Relations, Don McMorris. McMorris told the convention the past year has been a challenge, but he feels it's coming to an end with the rollout of vaccines. He says the Saskatchewan government provides important funding and pointed to several programs to stimulate the economy. I'd like to announce that more than $12 million of provincial investment will support various infrastructure projects across Saskatchewan. This is part of 26 projects we announced that will improve recreation, water and bridge infrastructure. Projects that will strengthen uh, communities and create jobs well into the future. The 2021 budget will see uh, about $275 million uh, spent on municipal revenue sharing, down a small amount from uh, this past year, but still a uh, second highest amount ever uh, supplied through municipal revenue sharing. McMorris says the municipal revenue sharing is based on PST revenue, which is expected to drop this year. Don McMorris is the Minister of Government Relations for Saskatchewan. Coming up, we hear from the federal minister responsible to the prairies, Jim Carr. He spoke at the SARM convention late this morning. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The federal government has announced approval of 26 infrastructure projects in Saskatchewan at a cost of more than $21 million. The federal representative to the Prairies, MP Jim Carr, spoke in a virtual format at the Saskatchewan Rural Municipalities Convention this morning. He says recovery from the pandemic starts in rural Canada. I am so pleased this morning to announce more than $21 million in federal support for 26 infrastructure projects across Saskatchewan. Through the Investing in Canada plan, the federal government is investing in the recreational infrastructure that brings communities together, increasing access to reliable water infrastructure that protects the health of residents and the environment, and improving rural infrastructure such as bridges and other types of infrastructure that you know so well. These projects create good jobs and they support our economic recovery across the province. Communities will see improvements to arenas, pools, playgrounds, and community centers. For example, the village of Craven will develop a new park and community garden. It's access to much-needed programs and services and encourage a healthy lifestyle. And more than that, important upgrades to water and wastewater systems in the town of Hudson Bay and the village of Edenwald will also protect the environment and ensure that communities have clean, healthy drinking water. The rural municipalities of Porcupine and Priestville will see the replacement of rural bridges to strengthen the ability to move goods and services on the local transportation network. And these investments improve safety, reduce maintenance costs, and help ensure the structures remain functional and sustainable for years to come. These projects also create good jobs at a time when they are needed the most. Together, 
Canada and Saskatchewan are working to reduce the impact of the pandemic, to ensure health and safety, rebuild businesses, promote job creation, growth and investment. Carr also answered SARM concerns about the impact of the rising carbon tax on farm costs and promised a rebate will be coming to producers. We understand that this is a serious irritation among producers, particularly in Saskatchewan, Alberta and Manitoba. Uh, We are acknowledging that there has to be policy shifts. We have already said through these pronouncements by ministers uh, that we're on it. There will be significant changes. So we're committed to these changes in direct response uh, that was so well articulated. Uh, So we also should know that we are investing considerable dollars, $165 in the Agriculture Clean Technology Fund and an additional $185 million to the Natural Climate Solutions. We may get into that a little bit more later, but I just want to leave you with the message that we have heard the voices of prairie farmers. We have responded, and we will respond again. Carr also acknowledged farming practices battle greenhouse gas emissions, and a consultation process is underway on carbon offset compensation. More on that later in this broadcast. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Today, we're going to hear about some pretty exciting spraying technology. Uh, For 2022, John Deere will release Sea and Spray Select for its 400 and 600 sprayer series. Um, You know, quite simply, it will give farmers the ability to select, target, and spray specific weeds in their fields. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, reducing herbicide usage, some cost savings, and targeting herbicide-resistant weeds and and more. So, uh, you know, to get the scoop... On Sea and Spray Select, I'm joined now by Joel Basinger. He is uh, uh, DARE's go-to market manager for nutrient application. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Really exciting technology, something that I've uh, been excited and ready to talk about and uh, look forward to the the discussion. Now, we've been hearing a lot about this technology for several years, and uh, and everybody wants to know how it works. But before we get there, let's discuss what it means for farmers. And uh, the first thing I saw in your press release was, you know, a claim that, you know, you can reduce herbicide by almost, you know, 77%. Correct. Uh, so in, in the testing we've seen, uh, we're, we've gone over about 75,000 acres so far. And on average, we're saving 77% of that pre-emerge uh, fallow herbicide. So, um, you know, it really varies with how much weed pressure there is in the field, but that really opens up a lot of opportunities for growers if they're able to reduce that uh, that chemical application. Yeah, now you're talking non-residual pre-emergent herbicide, right? Correct. So so this system is only designed for that, that fallow ground, the ground that we, we don't have growing crops in. Um, it identifies any green plant in the field. So whether it be a corn or canola or, or a, you know, a palmer amaranth pigweed, it's going to spray that weed. So it's really designed for those uh, growers with that uh, fallow uh, ground in their uh, cropping system. 
Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, um, the efficiency of it. And, you know, if you can be more efficient with your herbicides, obviously it makes some of those, you know, more complex tank mixes, you know, more cost effective. Correct. You know, research shows if if you use a a herbicide with more than two modes of action, the likelihood of resistance uh, coming uh, into that weed decreases uh, 83 times. Now, this is a factory install technology, and and I want you to tell us how it works. Uh, You've got 36 cameras on the boom. Right, right. So on on our widest option, that uh, 120 foot or 36 meter, we would have 36 cameras. Uh, so depending on which size they order, if they order the smaller, like 27 meters, 100 foot, it would only have 27. But, yep, one every meter across the boom, and that's, it just analyzes the ground that's as it comes towards it. So traveling at 12 miles per hour, it's analyzing about a little over 2,000 square feet per second. It sees that weed, the processor identifies it, activates that exact apply nozzle body just right over the weed, and sprays that that uh, weed as it goes by. All this happens uh, very quickly, so within a blink of an eye. The good thing is, is the operator really doesn't do anything different. He just drives through the field. It's all automated. Now, and you have the ability to switch from spot spray to broadcast, right? So without even getting out of the cab, of course. Correct. So this is a fully functional broadcast machine like they've had. So in the cab, they would just change the setting from sand spray over to broadcast, you know, if they want to use the same tank mix, it's just that simple. You know, just switch, flip the switch and go to broadcast mode. So really a versatile, giving them uh, additional use of a machine, not just for sand spray or spot spray. Yeah. So where does this machine fit in this technology, fit in uh, in Canada, Joel? Might we, we see it targeted to Western Canada and the prairies first or? Yes, really, that's where we see it, the the Canadian prairies, that area, you know, your small grains areas. uh, Again, customers that do some of that chemical fallow, they leave the ground out of production to save that soil moisture, save the nutrients. You know, they want to make sure there's not weeds growing, robbing those those inputs. So, you know, there are some customers that I know that go over the ground two or three times that fallow ground. So this could really decrease the overall inputs and hopefully save that soil moisture for good uh, good yields in the following uh, seasons. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today there's a snowfall warning. 5 to 10 centimeters of snow today, wind north 20, the high near zero. The low, minus 5. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Wind south 20 tomorrow. The high, plus 2. The low, minus 13. Thursday, partly cloudy, and it's supposed to be kind of a chilly day. High, minus 8. The low, minus 14. Friday, back to melting. Sunny, the high, plus 1. The low, minus 5. Saturday, sunny. The high, plus 9. The low, minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy. The high, plus 6. The low, minus 9. Monday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 6. Normal high for this state, minus 2. The normal low, minus 13. The sun rose at 725 this morning. It sets at 653 tonight. And around the province, 
The hot spot right now in this province, Estevan at plus one. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at minus 15. Saskatoon is minus five, Swift Current minus two, Weyburn minus one, Yorkton minus six. Light snow in Regina, it's minus three, that's 26 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north, northeast, 26, gusting to 35. Humidity 90%, the barometer dropping 101.5. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus three, winds are from the north at 18. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus three, that's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Farm groups are going through the draft proposal for carbon offsets released by Environment and Climate Change Canada last Friday. There's nothing concrete on the finances, but it appears Ottawa wants to focus on the future, as opposed to giving farmers credit for past farming practices. Todd Lewis is the president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. We're still, of course, looking at uh, what the proposals are and break it down a little bit and see what uh, exactly what they're proposing. But yeah, at first blush, when they talk about additionality, you know, and business as usual, those kind of terms kind of point towards that we won't be getting credit for a lot of the good work that's been done in the past and zero till practices and so on won't be getting credit because that's what farmers do anyway whereas in other parts of the country where uh, there hasn't been those practices in place uh, they may get full credit for it and and uh, they'll see some carbon credits if they adopt that technology and start doing the right thing so through the comment period we're certainly going to point some of these inequities out and and uh, we sure hope to see, you know, more more credit being given to Saskatchewan ranchers and grain producers, that's for sure. Lewis was asked what may qualify for credits. They mentioned things like cover crops. That's a expanding area here in agriculture and in Saskatchewan. There's more cover crops every year that are being grown. Uh, so there may be some opportunities there if... Uh, if they are economically successful, it's not good in all areas of the province, but uh, there is a fit for some of our acres to uh, use cover crops without question. So we've always done a good job of uh, of rebuilding our soils over the last number of decades, and we will continue to do so. And let's hope we start seeing uh, some credits for not only what we do in the future, but uh, maybe a little bit of uh, some kind of recognition for what we've been doing in the past. The term business as usual is a really pretty tough pill for a lot of producers to swallow who have been doing the right thing. So as, as this plays out, we're, we'll be making, as they, as they pass, we'll be making lots of comments and uh, give them, you know, our, our thoughts on the on uh, the whole carbon model that they're proposing right now and uh, hopefully we'll be successful in uh, changing some of the thinking that uh, was put out in, in Friday's announcement. There is now a 60-day comment on the draft proposals, and Lewis says there will be plenty of feedback from the agriculture sector. That's why it's so important to get it right to start with, because uh, once it goes down a certain path, it's hard to get it back on the track, so to speak. So we're sure hoping that uh, the government is looking for comments, that they're going to listen to some of these comments. And uh, in Western Canada especially, you know, it's pretty simple. They they are using some of these, this carbon that has been sequestered to uh, meet Canada's 
obligations. They're taking credit for it, the government, and, and using that on uh, Canada's behalf. So as producers certainly would uh, expect to uh, see some benefit coming back to them, seeing as how that, those credits are supporting the entire country. So that's just one example where I think we've got to uh, hope that uh, we get some recognition for what we're doing. And uh, it's, uh, it's not all about uh, necessarily farmers getting a check. It's about getting credit. And then, you know, as time goes on, if there's a carbon market that is viable and and uh, opportunity to participate in that, you know, producers will. But uh, we've got to get the recognition part of it right here to start with, and uh, we'll see where the carbon market and, and actually, you know, putting real dollars in farmers' pockets, you know, going down the road if we'll, if we'll have that opportunity or not. But if we don't get the recognition to start with, there, we won't have any, anything to sell at the end of the day. Lewis was asked about a time frame for the carbon credits. There's a lot of steps between uh, where we are now to, to get something that's viable and understandable and, and buy-in for producers. And, you know, I think it's pretty important that these programs have fairly transparent and easy to understand and provide opportunity for producers because uh, if they don't do it right and, uh, you know, producers just won't pay attention to it, it'll just be... It'll just be kind of off to the wayside, and if they don't get buy-in from producers, it's uh, really a lost opportunity for everybody. APAS President Todd Lewis talking about the draft proposal for the federal carbon offset system. Interested groups have until May 4th to make their comments. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A pulse processing facility in Kindersley is up and running again. The new owners, Purely Canada Foods, purchased the plant from a receiver that oversaw the sale of assets formerly held by CanPulse Foods. Purely Canada Foods has been around for five years and is based at LaJord about 20 minutes southeast of Regina. Tyler West is the CEO of Purely Foods Canada. Our LaJord assets are very large. It's uh, about 93,000 tons of, of total storage here. And, and I think that puts us on the map at the fourth or fifth largest terminal in all of Canada. So our, our economics are different. We, we focus on large large unit train shipments and cereals out of our plant here, and then really high value and, and value-added ingredient and, and pulses there out of our Kindersley plant. So we've got uh, several other locations that, that we've partnered with and, and really has spread us out pretty good, but we run a fairly low overhead. The Kindersley Ingredient Processing Terminal is capable of handling up to 100,000 metric tons of value-added grains and protein ingredients. We've got 8 to 10 staff, depending on how, how busy we are at the peak times during season, uh, working right at that Kindersley plant there downtown or, or just on the south side of the city. And we've got an extensive draw area. We're, we're lucky to that uh, some of the niche and boutique commodities in the green lentils and, and the red lentils and canary let us ex- really expand our draw area all the way out into Alberta and then through some of the primary growing regions. West says the Kindersley location gives Purely Canada Foods more flexibility. It certainly allows us to move more product, but to also move more product different directions. You know, we can focus on on our Kindersley plant in West Central Saskatchewan, primarily moving product to the West Coast, and then look at our other assets, chains, maybe moving product where it makes sense, whether that's going east or whether that's backfilling additionally going to the West or or some of that shipping down into the U.S. We're value-adding to it by cleaning it and handling it and potentially bagging it and shipping it elsewhere. Our, our focus as a company is to vertical supply all of our customers direct, whether we're going to South and Latin America 
America or going over to Europe or feeding just some of our domestic programs in, in the U.S. and Canada alike, it's customer-centric and going to complete the supply chain producer to, to customer. West says the company's senior pulse manager, David Nobbs, has extensive experience working with growers in West Central Saskatchewan. David runs our Pulse uh, merchandising group and is a senior manager and partner in the in the corporation and, and sits in Saskatoon. We've got a, a very seasoned office up in Saskatoon and with David and his group that he oversees and, and a lot of the management and the operations staff that was at the Kindersley Terminal previously all came back indeed and, and uh, it was almost a turnkey operation for us last Monday. We we opened the doors officially on Monday uh, the 22nd of February and, and it's been a busy two weeks. Last October, Purely Canada Foods announced a merger with Above Food, a plant protein food business. It uses pulse proteins to make meat and dairy substitutes. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola dropped 3790 at 71097. Number 1 Red Spring Wheat rose $1.65 at 28466. The rest were unchanged. Durham 312.32, feed barley 263.15, flax 838.80, lentils 644.50, oats 229.53, yellow peas 392.89, feed wheat 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are up five and three quarter cents at 6.47 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 6.20 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 9th. Our last regular sale was on March 3rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 to $0.85. D3 cows sold from $0.65 to $0.75. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here on March 1st for 50 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.37 and sold it to $2.49. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.35 and sold it to $2.44. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold it to $2.35. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.11 and sold it to $2.25. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.15. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.86 and sold up to $2.03. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.86. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.60 and sold up to $1.70. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. They're still moving up. One ninety-two fifty-nine per CKG. Ham sold seventy-eight hundred hogs Monday, selling in a range of one ninety to two hundred three per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around sixty-six hundred head, selling in a range of one ninety-two to two hundred four per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. 
On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up five basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2660. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.02 cents U.S. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The latest outlook from the OECD predicts global economic output will surpass pre-pandemic levels by the middle of this year. The Paris-based organization says the global economy is bouncing back faster than expected, due in part to successful COVID-19 vaccines and U.S. stimulus efforts. It says strong fiscal support in the U.S. should lead to beneficial spillovers for other economies, particularly Canada and Mexico. The OECD is forecasting Canada's economy will grow 4.7% this year, while the U.S. is slated to grow 6.5%. A huge wind farm off the Massachusetts coast is edging closer to federal approval, setting up what the Biden administration hopes will be a model for a sharp increase in offshore wind energy development along the East Coast. The Vineyard Wind Project, south of Martha's Vineyard near Cape Cod, would create 800 megawatts of electricity, enough for 400,000 homes in New England. If approved, the $2 billion project would be the first utility-scale wind power development in federal waters. U.S. President Joe Biden has vowed to double offshore wind production by 2030 as part of his administration's efforts to slow climate change. On the markets, the industrial, utility and technology sectors helped lead Canada's main stock index to a triple-digit advance in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 200 points at 18,658. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 281 points at 32,083. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.06 cents U.S. compared with 78.99 cents Monday. The April crude oil contract was down 32 cents at $64.73 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.